On today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, Cody and I finished a conversation from yesterday, breaking down the press conference, our thoughts and takeaways, and has Houston become more attractable for free agents now that Lovey Smith is the head coach? But first, start the countdown. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Locked On Texans fans, to another episode of the Locked On Texans Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Our episode is brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cent per gallon or more cash back on your first tank of gas. I'm John Hickman, and I'm joined by none other than Cody Davis as we sit and continue our conversation, breakdowns, and takeaways from yesterday's press conference. And this is just minute on a grand scale of things, but I would have liked to see Cal McNair up there with Nick Casario and Lovey Smith as they were announcing Lovey Smith as the head coach. And as they were answering questions, I do believe that as a uh, as an owner, that Cal McNair has been, uh, and I will, I think it's fair to say, more on the lackluster side as of right now. <laughs> I think it would have been good to see Cal McNair up there in unison with Casario and Lovey Smith. I think I think that would have said that, hey, I understand that we haven't gotten it all right in my short tenure as owner. Hey, I haven't gotten it all right, but I'm going to be here step by step, day by day, month by month, now game by game with Lovey Smith taking over as head coach in order to get this thing right. And one thing that I took away from that, uh, from Lovey Smith rather, was he really believes that two things is going to happen. The spirit of the state of Texas, because he played to the state of Texas throughout that press conference and after the press conference, right? He mentioned that, why wouldn't I want to come play? I'm from Big Sand. I'm from this. I'm a product of Texas high school football, right? Why wouldn't people want to buy into this? This is Texas, and Texas, you know, maybe one of the greatest uh, football states ever. When we look at the the talent that has been produced out of, you know, Texas, uh, especially I think Texas has produced the greatest group of running backs that has ever touched football ever. Uh, Adrian Peterson, I mean, I can keep going, right? But um, he wants to make sure that people understand that those empty seats that we saw last season, <laughs> those 7 and $8 <laughs> tickets that we saw last season, it won't be a trend. And I, I think, honestly, guys, with Nick Casario up there taking questions, with Lovey Smith up there taking questions, and even the fire alarm, at one point trying to deter that, I would have loved to see Cal McNair up there on that stadium or podium or stand sitting with those two in unity to say, hey, we're all going to do what we can to get this team franchise back to where they were as a competition, a competitive team, and beyond. Hmm. And, John, Cal McNair, him not sitting up there with Lovey Smith and Nick Casario on yesterday, it didn't really bother me as much because he already gave his statement 
prior to the um, press conference. And also, he also gave a brief statement when the Texans actually fed the media prior to the whole festivity Which going I was on. So, Which I was eating up, oh, man. man. Hey, hey, that's one thing Which about I, I love. I love man. about the Houston Texans. The chefs that they got, oh my God. But, you know, that that we're going to save that conversation for another day. But, you know, in terms of Lovey Smith going out there saying this is what the Houston Texans will not will not be in 2022, it's similar to what I said on yesterday. Lovey Smith is a fresh a brush of fresh air that this organization definitely needed, especially when he started talking about the fans that they are going to want to buy into the Texans this season. And look, as we all know, that is something that fans did not do last year. And it's a little understandable why, because as we mentioned, this organization looked like the laughing stock of the league. There was a lot of negativity surrounding this organization from from uh, the departure of J.J. Watt to everything that's going on and still going on with Deshaun Watson. You, you still don't know what the hell is going on with this whole Jack Easterby character. You bring in a coach and David Cully, nobody ever believed in, got behind, and it just looked like the Houston Texans were a total mess. And you factor everything into consideration. There were days inside NRG Stadium where it looked like it was the home game for the opposing team. Nothing was worse than, I believe, week 13 when the Texans lost to the Seattle Seahawks. I got out my car, walking inside NRG Stadium, went on the eighth floor of the press box, sat in my seat, and there were so many Seahawks jersey, John, listeners and viewers, I'm not even lying. I really thought for a second I went into another dimension and the game was being held in Seattle. Now, like, like it was that bad. The same thing for the season finale against the Tennessee Titans, which that makes just a little bit more sense because so many people in Houston still love those Houston Oilers and they still support the Tennessee Titans just because that is the original team. But, John, like I mentioned, and this is going to tie into what we're going to talk about in the next segment on whether or not Houston is a more attractive destination during free agency. Just like we've seen players on the current roster as of right now got behind the Texans, got behind Lovey Smith with his hire, I think we can expect the same thing for, for fans as well. I do want to turn my attention to Nick Sirio, and, uh, and I'll leave this over to you. Cody, are you at all concerned about Sirio being back on the headset and involved in game day preparations. Uh, A couple of quotes from Nick Casario on Tuesday. Uh, He did mention that as his his role as a conduit between the coaching staff and what we're doing on the field and kind of the personnel, that's what he's going to continue with. Uh, He also mentioned that his responsibility is to serve the staff and to serve our players. Like that's the most important thing. And if I can provide some insight and if I can provide some assistance in any capacity or another, whatever that is. And I have a lot of times and he has a lot of times uh, he will do so on game day. Does that concern you at, at any point? Um, because what we saw last year or when we when we look at Nick Casario, do we have to just accept that as that's just who he is as a general manager? But now he has someone in Lovey Smith that he can kind of back away and not be as tedious maybe as he was last season with David Cully as head coach. 
No, I, I'm not concerned about the possibility of Nick Casario being on the headset. One, after being around that man for about a year now, I can honestly say this man loves football. And you have some of those people who just want to be involved in every aspect of the game. And look, I know a lot of people always talking about, well, Nick Casario was on the headset in New England. Well, the only difference was he won. You damn sure know he wasn't calling plays. And two, and most importantly, and he addressed this during his um after the firing of David Cully, even though he wasn't calling plays he was still being a help some type of help to the coaching staff and he and and it really didn't take what he had to say to heart a lot of times you know that I remember I remember there was a story he, he told how you know I, I can't remember which game it was it was early on in his career where he was in the press box and he was actually helping the coaching staff and he talked about how he was able to assist the defensive team and noticing something about some coverage that the opposing team was doing I don't want to bash the story but I think that is what we're going to see in Nick Casario and I don't think he's going to be as much involved on game day operations in terms of calling plays like he was with David Cully because there's one word that I've heard Nick Casario say several times throughout that press conference that I never heard him say during the stewardship of David Cully. And that's trust. trust. No, that's trust. He trusts Lovey Smith to go. He, he trusts Lovey Smith to go out there and coach his football team. And look, David Cully, even though I did, you know, appreciate David Cully here and I took up for him a lot of times, at the end of the day, we can all agree that David Cully was not a competent head coach in this league. And that's why there was so many, like, it was his call, his call, his call, that call, that call. There was so much of that going on. That doesn't concern me for this upcoming season with Lovey Smith. A guy, by the way, who's been calling plays way, way before Nick Casario even got into the, the football aspiration of things. So, Lastly, Lovey Smith was asked about Brian Flores mentioning black coaches are put in less than advantage situations in that sort of perpetrates, uh, perpetrates, excuse me, the cycle of not being able to diversify the candidacy pool. Uh, Nick Casario answered this for Smith, but never actually addressed it. Uh, the, addressed the point of the question, which was, will the organization, what will the organization do differently this year than what they did last year with David Cully in terms of being successful? But he did say, we have to be willing and committed to being a part of that change and as well as whatever that looks like. And I wish we could have gotten the lasting endorsement that Smith deserves uh, after a year of Cully, but hearing Casario say willing and committed for me is very positive. So uh, didn't necessarily address the actual question, but hearing those two words, I do feel that, we won't get a one and done out of Lovey Smith. I feel like after that three-year contract was signed, that Lovey Smith will be here to uh, to see his three years out. Texan fans, I'm here with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about. This offseason, you're going to go to parties. This upcoming season, you're going to go to tailgate. You're going to go to the NRG Stadium. And when you do that, hey, man, you're going to need some gas. Everybody want to pitch in, but sometimes you're going to have to get it yourself. And it can get a little expensive with these gas prices. I understand. But let me tell you about GetUpside. Our listeners and myself, we're earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time we fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or SCORE for college for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. 
Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or SCORE for college. It's Super Week brought to you by GetUpside. There's no better place to get coverage of the big games than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals, Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the big game. Check them out. They are free and available on all major podcasting platforms. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen of the day. And as we continue here on this latest installment of Locked On Texans, John, as I just alluded to on the last segment, it seems like fans and media members and anyone who follow the Houston Texans, they are starting to get behind this team. They're starting to show their support. We're starting to see more positive reports, positive stories about what is in store for the Houston Texans with Lovey Smith as their new head coach. And I think that's going to play into whether or not the Houston Texans will be a little bit more of an attractive destination for this upcoming offseason and free agency. Now, before we start looking at players from other teams, that can possibly join the Houston Texans. I think Lovey Smith being here is going to have an opportunity for Nick Casario to retain some yes. of the players who are up for free agency. Yes. And the number one guy that I'm looking at is Justin Reed. At the end of the season, it seemed like Justin Reed was out of the door off of 610 and Kirby. We know he did not have that much of a strong relationship with David Cully. We all know that was part of the reason why he had that dumped suspension midway through the season. And it seemed like that was the final straw for him. But Justin Reed has been the most vocal Texan player to show their support for Lovey Smith. He had an opportunity to talk to Aaron Wilson, and he says the one thing that he loved about Lovey Smith is the fact that he is very well respectable. And when the Houston Texans made the, made it official Monday afternoon by showing that by showing that silhouette of Lovey Smith, and all you saw was just the back background and the beard and everything. Justin Reed was the very first Texan player to comment on that and like that picture. And by the way, other members of the Houston Texans players who actually showed their support since Lovey Smith been hired, Desmond King, Kristen Kirsten, Kami Gugier-Hill, Malik Collins. These are not just names. These are players who are up for free agency and also key players that the Texans definitely need to bring back to their organization this offseason. So, John, when I sit here and I look at the respect factor that Lovey Smith has. And by the way, one thing you and I have been talking about through this whole hiring process, get someone in here who already who already has a relationship with your players, camaraderie with your players, and Lovey Smith has that. Yeah, one thing that I like about Lovey is, hey, man, he is a guy players can get behind. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, we're speaking quite frank. That was not the case last year. Uh, <laughs> players did get behind Cully, but it seemed like those were some of the players that may have not had too many options. And so mm -hmm. I immediately point to Justin Reed. I still think Justin Reed may leave Houston mm. and that's OK. Like, I, I think he's a player that deserves an opportunity to kind of field options from offers from other teams. But when you get a Levy Smith, because here's the thing, man, what they're going to sell is a couple of things. 
Number one, I think they're going to sell the state of Texas. They're going to stay, sell that field. And I already said that. But I think they're going to sell. And if you met, if you if you go back and watch that press conference, the word program was used several times to describe the team. And when I heard that, after the first couple of times, when I heard program, it came off to me as structure. And it came off to me as a team that is seriously going to build in the right direction. That's what I heard when I heard program. You hear it one or two times, especially considering the last time he was a head coach uh, that was at the collegiate level. You may think that it was just a stumble and he's used to hearing and saying the word program. But he said it a few times. And Nick Casario also said program as well. And so uh, hearing those two men say program in that capacity, it came off to me as they are actually building something with a purpose. Now, with programs, either it, it lasts and blasts or it dooms and glooms, you know, and it is what it is. But, you know, I think Lovey is one of those guys where the plan of what he wants to do will be a little bit more clear than the plan of what the Texans were explaining that they're trying to do last season. And uh, it's going to work out in free agency. Number one, Houston has more money to sign guys this upcoming free agency. Let's not get it. Let's not get that, you know, misconstrued or just block that. They got some money this year. But, you know, where they will assess that money will be super important, um, which is why I hate the draft isn't before a free agency. I've always wanted the draft before a free agency. That'll help your team out. But when we look at that position of safety, you know, this year it may help out that free agency is before the draft because if Justin Reed leaves, uh, this may prompt Houston to actually go with maybe Kyle Hamilton with that third overall pick. Uh, we know that Lovey Smith is one of the – and I'm speaking in the future, of course, but we know Lovey Smith is a guy that with that Tampa 2 defense, uh, he loves pressure up front. But back to the free agency, you know, I do think that his presence – alone will help this team bring in players. And I also think that they're going to sell something that needs to be mentioned. They're going to sell to players that we have something maybe 29 of the other coaching staffs don't have. We have a black head coach. We have a black offensive coordinator. We have black coaches in the league that services over, uh, what is it, over 80% of the players are African-American. And so I think that will be a selling point for this franchise. Now, will it be a selling point to get some of the higher free agency, uh, free agent players? Uh, uh, that will remain to be seen. But it will be, uh, I can see it rather, not 100% sure, but I can see it being a selling point to why players should want to come play for the Houston Texans and get behind this brand. Because, hey, listen, when other teams were failing to do this, when it was qualified coaches, African-American coaches out there, they did not do so. We did it. We are going to trust Lovey Smith. And this is back-to-back years when we look at African-American coaches for Houston. But we're going to trust Lovey Smith. We're going to trust that he's going to do things his way, uh, the right way that can bring winning and a winning organization and formula. Look at the guys that he's already brought in, guys that he trusted and he's worked with, guys that Pep Hamilton trusts and worked with. And so trust uh, selling the state of Texas. And I do think that 
we will see that this coaching staff will be a sale to some of the players. And with that, John, now I want to look at and play with the idea of can the Houston Texans actually make a splash? I think they're they're safe. I, I, I still agree with you. Justin Reed might be still out the door off of 16 and Kirby, but I think it's a little bit more realistic that he resigns here. All those other guys that I just named, I think they they are definitely going to come back, especially with Lovey Smith as their head coach. But keep but but keep this in mind, John, listeners and viewers. Everybody that I just named was on the defensive side of the ball. I think with Lovey Smith and with a black offensive coordinator and Pep Hamilton, a guy by the way who wants to play a fast-paced tempo style of offense. I think there's going to be an opportunity where the Texans can actually boost up the offensive side of the ball and maybe get Davis Mills some extra help in, in hopes of showcasing this, this up-tempo offense that the Texans and Pep Hamilton wants to run. And just really quick, just looking at some of the names, you know, with the wide receiving core, maybe you go out and get a guy like Allen Robinson. Remember, I played around with that idea last we, year. We definitely played around with Allen Robinson. You know, I mentioned Sony Michelle is a, is a running back there. And they definitely need somebody like him. And I also want to mention, and this guy actually falls right in the umbrella brother of the type of players that Nick Casario likes to sign because he might be seeking a prove-it prove deal, Chris Godwin. A guy whose season came to, to, to a premature end due to an to, to MCL injury. So, you know... It's it's a little bit more realistic that the Texans will not be scrapping the bottom of the barrel this offseason in terms of the players that they are going to sign. And I do want to say this. I don't think that they necessarily had to scrap the bottom of the barrel last season. I think they brought you in show some about players. That? Well, let me tell you They why. just got they, lucky. <laughs> but that and I think they brought in some players that they at least had a plan on being successful in the system. Like a heel, like a curtsy, like a like mm -hmm. a Desmond King. So and it worked mm -hmm. out for Houston okay. uh moving forward. I never want to call these guys the bottom of the barrel, but I think they worked out for Houston. And I think that those are some of the guys that need to be re-signed. Chris Connie does not need to be brought back. I just want to throw that out. Those David Johnson too. David exactly. Johnson and too. David Johnson. Betonline has you covered this season with more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. As football continues, it's March to the Sunday's big game. Ram, Cincy. You take your pick. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has the up-to-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, right along with live real-time updates of current games as well. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is where the game starts. Welcome back, Locked On Texan fans. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available on all major podcasting platforms. Be sure to check out Locked On Best Podcast, hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all major podcasting platforms. You know, with all this Texan talk, the big game is Sunday. The Cincinnati Bengals, who, by the way, only won four games last season, and some of you guys should go to one of those uh, bodegas or those corner <laughs> stores. If you're from Houston, we don't call them bodegas in Houston. We call them corner stores. But go get some of those uh, St. Mary candles, uh, you know, set a circle around, light them up, get in the middle, 
get a ritual going and kind of pray that the Houston Texans of 2022 can be the Cincinnati Bengals of 2021. Uh, but they are in the Super Bowl. We got the Rams. Aaron Donald, man, one of the best defensive tackles ever. And as my boy would say, the best defensive tackle of all time. You got Texan great, Matthew Stanford. Uh, Stafford, he's from the great state of Texas, one of the, you know, one of the most talented passes I've ever seen at the quarterback position. You got Von Miller. We got Odell Beckham, the redemption of OBJ. You got everything. You got Jamar Chase. You got the T. Higgins. You got everything right on 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 Sunday. You got the young versus the little bit older. And can we talk about the Super Bowl really quick? Like I know we're talking about the Texans, and we'll continue this Texan talk on tomorrow's episode. But the Super Bowl. It's Sunday. Man, I just, I'm not going to lie to you, John, listeners and viewers. See, I, I really, that. yeah, I know. I really want to see Cincinnati come out with the victory. I would love to see that, especially for my guy, Joe Borrow, you know, second year winning the Super Bowl, kind of similar to another guy who won a Super Bowl in his second year that he's getting compared to. But I don't want to bring that up right now. But John, when I take a look at the Super Bowl, man, I think this is going to come down to whether or not the Cincinnati Bengals, whether or not their offensive line can handle the pressure. <laughs> because, you know, you mentioned Aaron Donalds. Let's not forget, they also got Von Miller. Von Miller. And you're looking at what? Two of the top three pass rushers over the last 10 years and the only guy who come close to the defensive production that both of those guys had put out on the field for, like I mentioned, the last 10 years was J.J. Watt here in Houston. Like, I just – then you're looking at an offensive line in Cincinnati that gave up, what, 60 sacks this year, had a playoff game that they actually won, and the man was sacked nine times. Nine times. <laughs> I just – you know, one that lets you know how, you know, great that side of the ball is on Cincinnati part, but – I mean, I really want to see Cincinnati win, but I think I think Los Angeles might just have too much firepower, man. I, I got to say, man, I really want to see uh, – you know, one thing that I hate seeing are some of the greats go out without that hardware, right? And I immediately I point to J.J. Watt, right? I don't mm. think J.J. Watt will win the Super Bowl. Mm. And J.J. Watt Damn is one of the hurt. greatest defensive players we've ever seen. But so is Aaron Donald. So is Von Miller. And I want those two men to get a ring. And I'm sorry. You got somebody from the state of Texas in a Super Bowl representing. I want Matthew Stafford to get a ring. And overall, above all, Odell Beckham getting a <laughs> ring the same year his dad had to advocate and basically play instigator slash agent for him to get his ass the hell up out of Cleveland where people blamed him and it was like Odell's a problem. And then mm, now we're seeing mm, him being mm. productive and had a 100-yard receiving game in the, in the playoffs, which is something we hadn't seen in, in Cleveland too many times. You know, I think that his art bringing it back around, because I do think he was humbled after opening his career in New York. Um, honestly, man, I, I would love to see Odell get a ring. I would love to see Odell score and we get a Super Bowl celebration from Odell. But uh, the Super Bowl is this Sunday, and before we go, guys, if, let us know in the comments, what are your favorite Super Bowl foods? <laughs> I'm a wing guy. Y'all know me. I'm, I like some wings, and 
the baby shower meatballs as well. So you throw nah, those out I, I, I just love pizza. Pizza. I'll this? be fine with pizza. You're so basic. Because like pizza on Super Bowl Sunday is always the best. You were from Louisiana. You going with pizza? Well, well, first of all, you know, we only been to the Super Bowl one time. And, you know, we celebrated the hell out of that. Matter of fact, we still celebrate. Matter of fact, I'm actually going to a Super Bowl party to celebrate. I think this is the the 12th year anniversary of our Super Bowl ring. So, yeah. So, you know, I got double Super Bowl parties to go to. So. Oh, man. Well, hopefully the Houston Texans will be uh, part of the Super Bowl in a couple of years. And quick, if so, really we'll quick. be right there with them. How funny would it be? If the Texans actually get to that stage before Deshaun Watson and his new team, funny. <laughs> I think it'll be. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there because some this, of the teams that it seems like he might be stuck going to, yeah, you might make a case the Texans might be in a better situation. Oh, I'm just saying. We'll be. We'll wait and see. But thank you for checking out the Locked On Texan podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook. Also, subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.